Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Hello and welcome to Fashion Mode, the fashion show for World Radio Paris, brought to you in association with Force Magazine and hosted by myself, Charles Daniel MacDonald. This week, we're going to start off by taking a look at Paris Fashion Week and its offerings for spring-summer 2019, which took place earlier last September. Then, true to form, we will take a look at the top spring trends and styles which have evolved from these collections and which hope to ignite this rideway as ferociously as they did the runway, before rounding off with the latest fashion headlines to take note of within the capital this month. In the next coming week, we will have the autumn-winter 2019 installation for Paris Fashion Week. But let's look back on last season, spring-summer 2019. Did the expectations meet the reality? Well, we'll always have Paris, but the bastion of fashion is going through some pretty massive changes this year. You might call it an evolution. Since Vetements Chicway invaded Haute Couture Week last week, only to exit again after two seasons... Show scheduling hasn't been the same in the French capital. Last July, Rodarte and Prenza Schauer moved their shows from New York to Paris for Haute Couture Week. And for the season's ready-to-wear week, Tom Brown and Joseph Altruzara were following troupe across the Atlantic. Christian Dior has occupied the 2.30 slot on the Friday of Paris since forever. So moving its show to the first day of the week, Tuesday, wasn't really a day until Antoni Vicarello moved his show to that evening a year ago. Last season, Miu Miu and Louis Vuitton moved their shows one day forward, cutting the week down by one whole day. But because there's no show on the first Tuesday, Jacquemus has moved his show to the night before, meaning Paris Fashion Week now kicks off the same day that Milan Fashion Week finishes. And so, we're back to where we started, just with no break and added stress. So here's what else is new with this Paris Fashion Week. Givenchy will be the show on everyone's lips. Since Claire White Keller left Chloe and replaced Ricardo Tisci at Givenchy in March, the industry has been following her Instagram for hints as to how she's going to transform the house. Early campaign shots by Stephen Mysell suggested a return to the sophisticated elegance of the Givenchy that Audrey Hepburn swore by and White Keller's first post after the announcement was, of course, Hubert de Givenchy himself. Chloe welcomes Natasha Ravamsky-Levy as its new creative director. The French designer who spent 15 years by Nicolas Gasquieri's side at Balenciaga and Louis Vuitton takes over from Claire White Keller. Ramsey Levy belongs to the category of Parisian designers 
infatuated with Gasquiri's futuristic avant-garde style. How she replied to the girl with blouses and flouncy dresses the Chloe legacy calls for? We shall soon see. Carvin readies for a makeover when Serge Ruffio steps into the spotlight with his first ever ready-to-wear collection for the house. 43-year-old Ruffio from Switzerland served as a head designer at Christian Dior alongside Lucy Meyer, now creative director at Jill Sanders. During Ralph Seaman's tenure, and co-designed the interim collections for the house before Maria Grazia Turi's arrival. The discerning eye will recognise the sporty, stringent elegance of those collections in the resort for 2018 and 19 that he's already presented for Carvin. Lanvin produced the season's surprise element when, just after two collections, they announced the departure of Bushra Jara. They brought another round of surprise to the table when the little-known Olivier Labusquas tapped to succeed her. So this season will mark the first for the designer who has worked at Balmain, Home and his eponymous label, Maison Lapidus. If speculation that Lanvin plans to rebrand as the Michael Cause of Paris is true, this collection should be an interesting one. Dries Van Noted celebrated his 100th show last season by flying in the most notable models who had worked for him all throughout the three decades in fashion. A few months after the show, he was quoted as following up, Can you tell me? I really don't know model-wise. I don't have the financial possibility to fly them all in again. But I can't go back to 16-year-old girls. However, whatever Van Rotten comes up with next, casting, as we know, is in a rapid change and this season in Paris, we could be well in for a very big surprise. It would be nice to turn off iPhone alerts and view the spring 2019 shows through the lens of design and design alone. But that's not the world we live in. As my colleagues in Paris sat through Rick Owen's masterful show, at the Palais de Tokyo, the world at large turned into live coverage of the ongoing events that were unfolding in Europe. Everything from Donald Trump to Brexit and in between. This all took place ironically several days after Chanel's idyllic beachside set celebrated the serenity of the natural world, where scientists announced that by 2040 the global warming crisis would be unsolvable. And so, in addition to delivering Instagrammable accessories and putting on a spectacular show, designers were expected to offer solutions, reactions or rebuttals to the turmoil of our lives. What that means for trends is that there is no single arching idea. Much like the world we live in, there are many fashion factions, with each and every offering its own remedy. In one corner, there are the escapists, celebrating beauty and levity in the darkest time, and in another, pragmatists, who have rethought suiting and daywear to delight new trends. One more, the expressionists. The expressionists are taking up the codified and rarefied worlds of couture and fashion itself and flipping them on their heads. The most hotly debated group, the pro-sex camp, 
is promoting a fearless body positivity in an era laden with accusations of sexual assault and harassment. Taking as this as a narrative and the crossover between the past Fashion Week as it transcends into the present Fashion Week, what are the main trends that you're likely to see for spring 2019? The Great Escape. You wouldn't rather be anywhere but here? Well, against a landslide of worlds spinning out of control, designers infused their collections with a wide-ranging sense of wonderlust this season. At Chloe, Natasha Ramsey-Levy looked to the sense of Ibiza, where Veronica Etro imagined Bohemian California surfer girls, and Tori Birch found inspiration in her parents' far-flung Mediterranean holidays. All this escapism isn't without politics. Prabal Grunung delivered an important message of multiculturalism and diversity with a collection rooted in his Nepalese roots and immigrant journeys. Whereas Valentinas Pierpaolo Piccoli eschewed fantasy for the freedom to be who you are today. Today everyone is talking about escapism, but I don't feel, I don't believe that I think everyone should just live in their identities, in the city or wherever they are, and be comfortable within their skin. The Handmade Tale While we all love talking to Siri and snapping away on Snapchat, designers like Loewe's Jonathan Anderson... Julie Delibran at Sonia Raquel and Gypsy Sports Rio Arebe are posting a tech-free future with collections that celebrate the artistry and imperfection of handicrafts. Anderson's macrame bags elevate the handmade to luxury good status, while Delibran's unfussy net dresses and Arebe's crocheted tops have an alluring pastoral simplicity. Considering this is a celebration of makers in an ever-machined world, if there's one thing technology cannot replace, it's heart. Must have bolder shoulders. Non-gender clothing is on the rise. From Maison Margiela and Louis Vuitton to Givenchy. So it's not a great surprise that the most single popular item on the spring-summer 2019 runways was a big boxy blazer. Sort of mannish in its loose cut, but with a feminine edge in its pointed shoulders. This shape works well on everybody, no matter the size, the gender, the creed or the style. 50 Shades of Beige Ten years ago, beige-coloured clothing was all the rage at spring 2009 Fashion Week. At the time, it was quoted that the tea stain shows fashion strength this season comes from its quiet authority. Dress softly and carry a leopard spot purse. However, one decade on, we're experiencing a renaissance of coffee, caramel, cinnamon and chestnut, led by Ricardo Tisci at Burberry, who painted a portrait of Grand Britannia in a diverse power of flesh cones. Is the return to nude colours a reflection of the policised body or an austerity measure for troubled times? Well, maybe it's a commentary on oversharing on social media, a reflection of the ways we conceal and reveal who we are underneath, our clothes, 
whatever the case, expect to see lots more ladies in buff this spring. A freer kind of ready-to-couture. Couture shapes, namely the big volume of proofs of the late 80s, have been percolating in fashion for several seasons now. Leave it to designers such as Marine Serre, Matty Bovan and Junya Watanbe to grind those flights of fancy in the dress down and post-ironic style of the streets. Watanbe mixed 50 silhouettes with everyday denim. Bovan offered a club kid take on Couturier's rigour and Serre cut her gowns from leftover fabrics like scuba suits and childhood bedsheets. It's a topsy-turvy kind of glamour, but it's also a little fun and a little freaky. Some like it hot. Before you dig up the pitchforks, consider this. Of the season's 400-plus shows, no designer made as potent a case for the return of sex appeal as Donatella Versace. Perhaps it's because Versace knows that a mini-dress doesn't diminish a woman's power or presence. After all, she also wears a corset and stilettos and just sold her company for over $2.1 billion. So instead of policing women's bodies, let's celebrate the choice to throw on a nitty-bitty frock or any damn thing. Bye-bye, basic black. Black clothing in the age of Instagram? For avant-garde designers operating well outside the Insta economy, all black everything has become a respite from glitz, glamour and gross consumeration. No one does it better than Nay Nemo Mia, whose brand is aptly called Noir. Working with just one colour, Nemo Mia pushes garments to the limits, imbuing his collections with whimsy, potency, and even a strange sensuality. Long-standing god goth Rick Owens and Ray Kawakubo have newfound love for the colour, and the next generation of artist-designers are turning to the one-shunned hue as a way to explore form, function, and purpose. This spring, wearing head-to-toe black will be anything but boring. The long and short of it. Short shorts and long jackets were the talk of resort. For spring designers have extended the proposition, sending out khaki trousers with tunics. The only difference is these tops are unbuttoned to above the navel, just like a deconstructive and vaguely sexy suit. At Paco Rabanne, Julian Dosena's models were covered up except for the belly buttons while Hyder Ackerman's suits were fastened just at the neck, revealing a silver of sternum. Even Giorgio Armani, the king of the suit, is advocating for matching and messily undone shirt and pant combos, proving that this will be the casual silhouette to beat next season. general roundup of all the main fashion stories which are hitting the press just in time for the brand new season of spring-summer 2019. Carol Lagerfeld appoints Karine Reitfeld as contributor to Namesake Brand. 
Just over a week after Carol Lagerfeld was notably absent from his Chanel Couture spring-summer 2019 show due to illness, the designer has made fashion headlines again. This time, the news relates to his eponymous brand. Lagerfeld has asked Karine Reitfeld to become a collaborator of the house. To kick off the partnership, the duo will unveil the edit by Karine Reitfeld in September. The wine will compose essential pieces selected from the designer's autumn-winter 2019 collection that have a mix-and-match appeal. Reutfeld knows what she wants, she has a vision, and she states her vision, Lagerfeld said in a statement when announcing the news. She's actually what she seems to be. She matches her image, she fits in her universe, and she's a perfect match for me and KL. The feeling appears to be mutual. Lagerfeld is one of the smartest, most inventive and innovative people I have ever known, the fashion editor added. After all these years, Carol never calls me Karine. Always Madame Reutfeld. The duo have teamed up on a series of styling and image-wide projects over the years, including a style tome entitled The Little Black Jacket, Chanel's classic Revisited in 2012. The tie-up will involve additional projects to be announced later in the year, as the house reinforced the sentiment that Reutfeld will be an integral contributor to the Lagerfeld brand. Moving away from the transient gesture of this previous brand partnerships with the likes of Kaya Gerber and H&M, Lagerfeld seems to be making motions to ensure a collaborative future with those he trusts for his namesake company. It seems as though with Valentine's Day in the air, romance and affiliations between designers and their muses is something quite common, especially across the other side of the bank. Cara Delevingne and Olivia Rostan pay homage to Janet Jackson for Balma. I love her clothes so much and I don't want to see any clothes on her, Olivia Rostan has said of the face and the body of Balma's spring-summer 2019 campaign. Cara Delevingne. Her gaze is so strong and magnetic. It's nearly an item of clothing in itself. And so, for her second turn modelling in the French house's ads, Delevingne appears nude. That's right, nude. In one Dan Belmeo lensed image, she reclines in front of a large bee, a reworking of Pierre Balmain's branding that Roustan reimagined in 2018. In another, the creative director strips down himself. Standing behind his friend and what he told was an unforgettable moment in their close friendship. He recreated the 1993 Patrick de Marchelier photograph of Janet Jackson posing naked for save her then boyfriend, René Elizondo's hands. The portrait, which was part of the singer's artwork for her album Janet, went on to become a Rolling Stone cover and was a really big pop culture moment of our childhood, said Rostan. The 33-year-old Frenchman was keen to point out that although the campaign images were very sensual, there's actually nothing flirtatious about them and that the message is not about 90s nostalgia, but it's actually about inclusivity. The campaign shows the reunion of two skin tones, one black or mixed race and one white. Choosing to pose naked was all about authenticity. We're going back to basics. 
I wanted to show something pure and something transparent. The campaign drops Rustan's revival of the Brands Couture division and the launch of the Balma app, which she hopes will democratise fashion, and precedes the launch of the label's new flagship store on Paris Rue Saint-Honor. Rustan hinted that amidst his grand plans to move the brand forward, this would not be the last time we see Delevingne. This might be a hint of things we've yet to see on the runway for the autumn winter 2019 contributions of Balma. I hope that you can join us for the next Fashion Mode show where I will be discussing and dissecting the latest offerings from the current Paris Fashion Week Autumn-Winter 2019 collections as well as providing an in-depth critique and commentary from the reactions of the collections. You can keep up to date with other facts and features by visiting forcemagazine.com that's F-O-R-C magazine.com with the same profile on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, keep your fashion mode on. (music)